<laughs> Hello, wow, my voice. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like um, Phoebe and Friends when she's like my sexy voice. I'm not sick though, I just woke up. But hi, my lovely hummingbirds. Welcome back to another episode of Makeup and Motivation here on pop culture with uh, your lovely host Monroe. How's it going everyone? If you're new, <laughs> sorry for the weird pause, my brain is still waking up, but uh, hi. So if you are brand new to pop culture, welcome. Makeup and Motivation is the series where we dive into the journey of self-love and self-healing and I incorporate aspects of both mental health as well as spiritual stuff and just, you know, life stuff. Um, this is what, did I say it? Yeah, I did. Okay. My brain. Uh, but for today's episode of Makeup and Motivation, we have a bunch to cover. And just like, barely waking up. Apparently so is love in the air. Which, you know, Venus did go direct, so it kind of makes sense. But besides that, we have that. Character letters, new releases, and today's topic of conversation, which is passing the torch. But before we begin with that, I would really appreciate it if you all joined me in a moment of silence for the lives of movie, music, media, entertainment, and artistry. Join me now for this moment of silence. Thank you all for joining me in the moment of silence. I greatly appreciate it. Now, of course, because it is makeup and motivation, uh, let's do makeup look. That is topic <laughs> inspired. Uh, this one is not particularly cosplay inspired. It is just, you know, the bringing in of a new dawn, of a new era, of uh, passing the torch. <laughs> yeah, it has glitter. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, here's the makeup look. Hello, my lovely hummingbirds. <laughs> What do we think about the makeup look? Is it sparkly? Is it passing the torch vibes? Is it also slightly welcoming the fall season? Because it's almost here and I just really wanted to also use these colors. <laughs> I think it is. Now, up first. You know, Mercury is definitely retrograding. And along with it came the, well, I don't want to say downfall, but definitely a what the fuck when it comes to that 70s show cast. So if you guys don't know, the 70s show is an American TV sitcom based around a group of friends, the stoner circle of all stoner circles, and basically like their life throughout high school and how they progress and then they did a spinoff recently called that 90s show which <laughs> initially had brought a lot of like oh my god yay i'm excited all these like 
nostalgia e vibes, especially because only a certain number of the original cast was going to be in it, and uh, the new cast was essentially going to represent the older cast kids. with Kitty and Red Foreman, who are Eric Foreman's parents, as like grandma, grandpa, and basically like doing it all over again, right, with the new generation. Now. <laughs> One of the main characters who portrayed Hyde in the series, Danny Masterson, has been officially sentenced to 30 years to life for two counts of felony rape. So, that's a thing that's already been going on for quite some time, so I can't sit here and tell y'all that was necessarily the shocker. Uh, I would have been shocked if he hadn't gotten convicted in some way, shape, or form. Now, what happened... <laughs> the thing here is a good chunk of the cast, including Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Deborah Jo Rupp, and Kurt Wood Smith have all written character letters to the judge. And it has come with a heavy bit of backlash, to say the least. The individuals from the main cast, at least, that have not submitted any letters and for the most part have stayed relatively quiet to the situation have been Laura Prepon, Topher Grace, and Wilmer Valderrama. Now, <laughs> the thing with that is, so Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have for a very long time made a household name for themselves in regards to not just being one of like the favorite Hollywood couples, but also a lot of the work that they did in regards to human trafficking, especially Ashton. Like he stood before an official fucking hearing and has saved countless of lives, right? Through his work. Which is why when the character letters were released by the Daily Mail, it was very just disheartening to see them support Danny Masterson. Now, they did go forward and release an apology, but in the apology, they, it was very off-putting to a lot of people. So, while they did turn off the comments in the apology video itself, in the other videos circulating about the apology, or even in commentary on other of Ashton's videos, it does have people relaying the sentiment that, like, shock, first and foremost, absolute shock. For others, a lot are saying that Mila was stating everything that she did very scripted-like, which honestly, yeah. <laughs> A user, ooh, a user on the internet even went as far as to say it sounded like she was saying some sort of commencement speech. And it honestly did. It sounded quite rehearsed on her part. Ashton did sound a bit more sincere. Man looks worn out. And I don't know if that's because they're not using a filter or <laughs> in their video or he's just legitimately so stressed about the situation. They received an overflow of backlash, basically stating, you know, how can you support this man being a rapist speaking on his character they went on to say that danny's parents had asked them to please write letters and they went forward and did 
and people are saying you know it kind of leaves a bad taste that like you guys are apologizing for it you're back you're backpedaling essentially and blaming it on danny's parents own your shit is basically what everyone has been asking them to do in regards to the situation now they did say in the statement you know that they apologized for any of the pain that the letters might have caused they were not speaking onto the fact of like him not being guilty but more so speaking onto the fact of like who they knew for 25 years was the way that he stated it here's the thing one mila looked like she did not want to apologize she looked like all of this is fucking chaos that we shouldn't even be involved in type of attitude honestly that was that was the way that i read her face i was like she's over it she's over it she's fucking tired she thinks all of this is ridiculous i don't want to say that it was probably ashton's idea to go forward and actually write the character letters but she definitely had a like i told you this was bad idea face in my eyes <laughs> type of thing during the apology which is also probably why hers sounded a slight scripted now as for deborah joe and kurtwood smith i'm not entirely sure how much of a backlash they have gotten in regards to it but they also did write letters in regards to danny's character and deborah joe even went ahead and stated that like <laughs> Uh, he was such a caring friend and reminisced on a time when her and Wilmer Valderrama, sorry, when her and Danny Masterson had gone to Wilmer Valderrama's high school graduation because he had invited the whole cast and they were two of the only ones to go. And I'm like, well, that's one way of like dragging somebody else in here. <laughs> I don't know if she did it intentionally or if it was like the hopes of oh well you know they might also be writing a letter but to our knowledge here on pop culture that is not the case wilmer has not spoken out on it laura has not and tougher guys definitely hasn't now through like the completion of that 70 shows and beyond right to now tougher grace did leave the show before its final season and a lot of people he got a lot of backlash for it including from the cast and he kind of just you know kept his distance remained apart from everyone including when the cast did a like mini reunion sort of where a few of the main members were on 2016's ranch with ashton and danny now the thing with that is like they all obviously spoke highly of each other at the time and laura preppen actually ended up dating chris masterson i think his name is chris he is danny masterson's brother you probably recognize him from malcolm in the middle and her and danny masterson were so tight that she he even convinced her to join the church of scientology for approximately eight years or so hold on dated chris masterson for nine years and was part of the church of scientology for eight of those nine years and one of danny masterson's victims one of his accusers basically went and said that i think it was back in 08 i think so uh where she says that she was confronted by or prep and during i guess a service at 
the Church of Scientology. And she... That's as far as, like, her attachment to the situation itself. Because her and Danny were still as thick as thieves. They were still, like, best friends. And after leaving her brother some amount of time afterwards she ended up dating one of danny masterson's friends but to everyone's knowledge as far as entertainment media goes he was not in attendance of their wedding because by this time the allegations had already come forward (laughs) what do i think on this I understand I guess I don't understand right I don't have kids of my own just first and foremost but I think the sentiment of like his parents wanting to get someone to vouch for him especially the fact that he was very well connected with his past cast members and the fact that respectively they all have very well-known household names including very well-known names in hollywood and i think it was his parents like you know not a last hurrah but it definitely helped my kid out if he was your friend for so long type of vibe and in that regard i get it you know like while i might not have kids i imagine that like as a parent you would do pretty much anything for your kids especially if you're still in that shock and awe of like this cannot be true right so that's the first off secondly do i think that they should have done it i don't know i think this has really and and i'm gonna say no on that because definitely like believe the victims for sure right obviously man is sentenced (laughs) so definitely believe his victims for sure i just i don't think it was a smart move especially on ashton and mila's behalf because of all of the work that they have put in thus far against sex trafficking like it just it leaves a bad taste and it's really heartbreaking i don't know to what extent or how they are going to necessarily recover from this i think this was something that was done on a very like they were probably feeling some form of empathy or sympathy with danny masterson's parents maybe both in the sense of like you know if it were one of our kids what would we do type of thing would we like or maybe they didn't put that much thought into it <laughs> I'm just hoping for the best here but as of yet nothing from Topher, nothing from laura nothing from wilmer although you know wilmer had did have that relationship with demi and that that's all i'm gonna just leave that where that is I'm gonna just leave that where that is. Anyway, <laughs> in other 
slightly toxic news. So, speaking of apologies, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Recently, there was an expose, if you will, written in Rolling Stone magazine in regards to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And it was not, not in favor of the host. So, it was stated in the article released by the magazine that the environment was toxic, that, you know, quite a few of the employees, past and present, had come out and stated that they had good Jimmy days and bad Jimmy days, and that the showrunners were of no help when this happened, that they actually sometimes could even make it worse. Uh, they had dressing rooms that were deemed crying rooms, like, not to be funny, but if any of you have ever worked in retail, when they said that, I literally, I was, I was reading the article and I was like, wow, this gives me very go take five and cry in the cooler vibes and I don't know how I feel about it. But <laughs> I was like, ooh, ouch, that's rough, right? And they went to say that it was a very toxic work environment, that it was not conducive to, like, what it should be, which should be, like, a fun place to work and all this stuff, right? Uh, not verbatim, but he has since come out and given an apology, apologizing also very specifically to the two individuals that are still employees of the show. And stating, you know, he never wishes to have it be a toxic work environment and all this stuff. And commended Chris Miller, the current showrunner, for, you know, helping improve it so much. Because he did state that there was a lot of turnover in the past, which I guess, you know, added to the stress of the whole situation and all that. Are we surprised? Considering everything that's been happening in regards to artists and media and all that, and all the shit that's been coming to light, I can't say that I was entirely shocked. People did compare it to the Ellen DeGeneres scandal that basically made her shut down Ellen. And a lot of people are saying that this might potentially end up happening with Jimmy Fallon as well. Others, Others did come out and make note of Jimmy Fallon's, you know, uh, alcohol consumption as potentially a factor. Some people did say he was an alcoholic. Now, we cannot speak on that because I personally don't know if the man is or isn't, especially since I don't know the man personally. But, <sighs> what do you guys think? <laughs> so... And I mean, in general, we're going to talk about cancel culture for a hot second. So, while I think there are moments that artists definitely, definitely do deserve that, like, I mean, okay, I don't want to say this, but they've blacklisted people in Hollywood for less is my whole thing first off. Secondly, do you think, right, because I know it's easy to, like, say it costs zero money to be a good person. It costs zero money to be a shitty person. I'm not defending Jimmy by any means, but in general, 
because I know a lot of people are kind of sicking over the apologies that are being released all the time and the backpedaling <laughs> to the actions carried out that they then are apologizing for and all this stuff. What, my lovely hummingbirds, is your opinion when it comes to cancel culture? Also, sorry in last week's episode that just <laughs> just reminded me, uh, my internet here is not <laughs> up bar to what it used to be, so I am going to have to add, like, the poll and the questions to that once I get a chance to, like, have a little bit of a better connection. Uh, to last week's episode because I'm curious about your guys' thoughts and stick around for the other episodes as well that are already up of pop culture. I'm like adding questions and stuff because it's a feature for you know Spotify podcasters. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely look out for those on like your favorite episodes and let me know what you think and all that. But for this one, <laughs> God willing, little works. Uh, <laughs> I am going to add a question in regards to cancel culture, but if you are watching on YouTube and not on Spotify, hi, add it in the comments. What do you guys think? Like, what is your mindset around it? Because for me, while I do believe some people are very deserving of the fucking cancel, I do think that in certain instances, people are allowed the space for growth and change. Now, while I don't think <laughs> that it can happen so quickly in, like, the matter of 24 hours, <laughs> I do think that guilt and shame and remorse can definitely hit someone, especially when they're confronted with it, because I think that as people, sometimes we are not completely aware of the shit we do, and I don't mean, like, in um oh, I don't know, right from wrong sense. I feel like when we are so mentally, and this is not talking on the man's alcohol consumption, I don't know him, like I said, but if we are, one, not in a right mindset, right? So, like, say he was coming in intoxicated. Say he has all these other stresses outside of The Tonight Show, plus everything going on there and all this stuff. Do you guys think that that, say, partakes into behaviors and mannerisms? And to some degree, a person can be unaware of the things that they are doing in those moments or the impact that it is having on someone else. Because, say for example, my lovely hummingbirds, and completely apart from this situation, specific situation, say you're like having a shit day right and you wake up and uh, fuck the world and everybody in it and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're at a point in your life where you don't know how to right readily regulate yourself and your emotions and you kind of snap at a couple people or you go off on a couple people Right, and this period of not knowing how to readily regulate yourself or even properly handle your own emotions is for a prolonged period of time, right? Say it's going on for like a few years, and 
no one kind of really tells you anything about it. Whether it is from fear of confrontation or their own, I just don't want to deal with it, I'm just going to remove myself type of thing. Or the, you know, if I say something, they're not going to believe me anyway, so what's the point, right? Mindset. Say, then, your behavior does get called out. And... You don't readily know what to do with that information because you're like, what the fuck? No one ever told me. Like, this is so trash. I didn't notice. Or in instances where you were like, damn, that was fucked up. You went and apologized and you were like, oh, I'm sorry that I did that. And that was fucked up. My bad. Like, I know the reason might not matter to you, but this is the reason why. And it happens so often and so frequently because... Let's face it, we're human. We all get caught up in our fucking lives, right? We all get caught up in our own heads. Do you, my lovely hummingbirds, think that it is possible for someone to learn how to then not just regulate their emotions, but also learn how to, like, basically learn from their mistakes and grow and do better now that they know better? Or are aware of the actions that they were taking. I think cancel culture to some degree. Uh, can't speak on every one that's gotten canceled. But I think, in my personal opinion, I think it kind of blurs the space for someone to grow. If that makes sense. Now, with more extreme cases, I can't speak on that because I don't know about that. But I definitely think... I don't know. I think it, it erases the possibility for someone to genuinely, like, process this shit and move on from it and, like, do something about it. That's just... I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Let me know what you guys think in on Spotify and all that but yeah I just I was thinking about it because of like a lot of the cancelings that have happened uh in like the past few years uh and we're gonna get into that because that's gonna slightly tie into like passing of the torch thing in other <laughs> Another what the fuck millennial news of the week. So, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are actually divorcing. And Sophie did release a statement on her Instagram basically saying, like, this is a joint decision. After four years, they've agreed mutually to end their marriage. And, you know, they ask her privacy and respect during this time, especially for the kids. the field day <laughs> that the internet has had with this because a lot of people are stating that uh, the statements that have been released by magazines and the paparazzo images that were released of joe jonas being a good dad taking care of his kids <laughs> is giving mr perfectly fine vibes and <laughs> why are we lying on Sophie Turner like that <laughs> so one of the articles and I remember reading it 
and it was like what the fuck did they say in it they said something along the lines of like oh you know they're separating because sophie feels like she gave up her best years to joe and and she's been out with friends and partying and doing all this stuff and i'm like looking at it and i'm like not not homebody sophie turner not that's a picture of her celebrating with her castmates at the close of one of her shows sophie turner and you guys are using that as an excuse (laughs) that she's out just trying to let it loose not y'all saying (laughs) mr on tour right now (laughs) tried to move to where she's at and make it work because he just wants more babies and a solid family and all this stuff y'all i i'm sorry i can't believe it i cannot believe that like (laughs) that she is so all of a sudden a brazen and out in the world wild girl even like she never has been and if she did such a fucking 180 what'd you do joe what pushed her to that (laughs) she didn't just magically think of it (laughs) One dang completely change your character. I would hope not. But it, and I will say this: ET Canada came through with the receipts <laughs> on an interview that was done of Sophie Turner. They came forward and it was released. They were like, "Oh, you know, how does everything work?" And she's like, "Oh, it actually works out perfectly, you know, because Joe's a social butterfly, and I'm like, I love to stay at home, so it actually works out really well." That's not verbatim, but is what it was said, and. It was since released that, like, there was footage on the ring camera at home. That is what pushed Joe to file for divorce. And (laughs) someone on TikTok, I don't remember who it was, but they posted a video of this lady singing Mr. Perfectly Fine on her ring camera. And they were, like, the footage that pushed Joe. (laughs) It shouldn't be funny, but I'm laughing. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's fucked up. I cannot I just cannot and everyone just saying like how you know <laughs> Sophie Turner is a Swifty because uh, they were bringing up the North remembers I'm done <laughs> they brought up how in one of her Instagram stories she had posted um <laughs> perfectly fine and she was like it's not not a bop <laughs> so <laughs> And, like, she had gotten so many bracelets when she went to see Taylor. Like, it's a whole thing. Uh, Other people did mention that, like, the only times that she really was out partying, so to speak, was because she she was celebrating with the Jonas camp, right? She was out with the Jonas brothers and all that. But the whole slander... all i can call it everything that's being said about her in regards to oh you know she feels the pressure because they're comparing her to priyanka chopra and nick jonas's relationship and i'm like hold on don't bring don't bring my baby girl priyanka into this (laughs) because they're like oh you know because she's older and more mature and they know that they just want to stay at home and i'm like now i know that we are not comparing these two people and their completely own separate different relationship to these two people and their completely own separate relationship like even just by the ways in these people (laughs) the ways in which these people got married 
there are two very completely different vibes. So like, no, leave it over there. Um, but some of the more, I guess, serious allegations that have come out since then is, is stating like blind items that were released about how Joe had physically harmed Sophie in front of Game of Thrones cast members. Uh, video resurfaced of like her and Maisie talking about Joe's junk. Uh, <laughs> comments about her and Maisie being intimate with one another and having a threesome with Joe and that that's how things happened and that that sprained their friendship. Leave Maisie out of this too. She got into this. <laughs> um, but how many times have you uh, played Mr. Perfectly Fine on repeat, Miss? <laughs> Since news of the divorce came out, I don't know. I personally think like, granted, can people change drastically to that point? Sure, for amount of time, but I just. This whole, like, if she is partying it up type of thing, right? Is it potentially because of the breakup? Because, like, who here did not go crazy after some, like, crazy breakups? Right? Who didn't lose their shit? <laughs> and if you're telling me, my lovely hummingbirds, that you were completely sane and stable and handled it to a motherfucking D every breakup, I commend you for that. I love you. That's awesome. <laughs> I know I sure did it. <laughs> I know I definitely did it. My ass was like, let the freak flag fly, right? But my craziness aside, I don't know. I just, I feel like it definitely seems very staged. And, like, they're gonna want to portray him in his Father of the Year award type of thing. And people were saying, you know, like, oh, <laughs> oh, this one creator, sorry, my brain, <laughs> this one creator did talk about how, like, with, I can't remember what it's called, but basically when, like, celebs call paps on themselves, essentially, she was saying she's like you know we live in the age of knowledge we're like in the age of information in the age of aquarius where essentially we're getting so much information hold on <laughs> not me noticing the tangle in my so saying we live in the age of information so we're not just receiving a copious amount of information all at once we're receiving it like quickly right and because in such a short amount of time because like realistically in the grand scheme of things the past 10 20 years is a short amount of time and we're able to look at all that information dissect it view it and she's like you cannot fool your fan base anymore with the idea of like oh i'm perfect and i'm this and i'm that and she's like did we not just see this with britney spears and sam Asghari? she's like that's not how it works like you cannot 
because we've seen so much of the same for so long we're like hmm this reminds me of this and that came out to be this so you know what are the chances i don't know i think i think them (laughs) he should just sat down on this one he should have been like yep double down it was a mutual agreement cool focusing on our kids but some of the speculation is that Sophie was the one that asked for divorce because she does want to move back home to the UK and Joe is like nope I want to stay in the states so the possibility that that is one of the issues is there uh no proof though so we don't know but (laughs) it was an insider that said it so we'll see but I don't know I think uh it was not the move. So let me know what you guys think. Like, <laughs> should he have just sat down and let it be? Do you think Sophie Turner is actually out here young, wild, and free? Like, what are we thinking, my lovely hummingbirds? Congratulations to Mark Anthony for <laughs> receiving the, he was real specific about it too, the 2762nd Hollywood Walk of Fame star. I did not know he didn't have one, honestly. I was kind of shocked that he's barely getting one in 2023. I thought he had one back in 2003, so I'm thoroughly confused. But he has done a lot for the music industry, for Latino music industry. He has made a name for himself across the years, and I think it is very well deserved. So congratulations to you, sir. Uh, well wishes to Courtney, Travis, and their baby boy for, you know, they, last week she had an emergency and they had to do an emergency like fetal surgery. Um, our hearts go out to her. We wish her the best in all of that and some good happy healing because she deserves it. Uh, she's a strong mama. Y'all can feel however the fuck y'all want about the Kardashians, but we talking about a baby here, so. No, it will not be allowed (laughs) when it comes to this. (laughs) Little tangent aside, as much as we have been experiencing breakups in (laughs) media land, in artist land, we have been experiencing potential reconciliations, new relationships, and wedding bells. So, uh, Chris Olsen from TikTok fame And if you are on my side of TikTok, you know how, like, big his relationship with a fellow TikTok star was. Uh, Here's my thing, right? Because uh, all through the comment section, it's like, oh, I guess it's Chris's weekend this time. Oh, I guess it's, you know, I just don't know how I feel about those comments. (laughs) I really don't. But Chris did reveal how he showed his grandmother his new significant other and her first question, which I thought the video itself was a little shady because she was like, oh, how old is this one? And I'm like, come on now. My baby was so sweet, right? But they both have since said like it was better for them to just separate in regards to the relationship. The new person that he's dating is 26, in case you guys are wondering. (laughs) 
as of now, I haven't been on TikTok with enough frequency to tell you if he's shown a face yet, but that's one hell of a soft launch. Apparently, you know, his grandma approves. Now, in reconciliation, Romanos. And I'm excited about this one, if it's true. So, supposedly, there is a big potential that Rosalia and Raul Alejandro are, in fact, back together. Now, while nothing has been blatantly stated, Raul did point at the tattoo of Rosalia's name on his stomach when he was doing a redemption of Dos Catorce on tour. And in the plane picture, he's holding up a book and on her bed in one of like her photo dumps, she has the same book. So, so the internet collectively is like, why are they reading the same book? <laughs> is it the same book or are they like just, you know, sharing notes together? That would be so cute. Oh my God. Couples that read it together. Ah, I love it. Sorry. <laughs> I like to read. So... <laughs> It, it gets to me but I mean <laughs> maybe you know maybe Hayani Hama did work she was like hey baby okay you right we can make it work <laughs> I know I would be oh my god but my nonsense aside so <laughs> that's one of them but Besides that, we've had quite a few weddings that have taken place. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss those now. Kind of, sort of, but not really. So congratulations to Joey King and Stephen Piet on their nuptials. Congratulations to Shane Madey and Sarah Rubin for their nuptials. If you guys don't know who Shane Madey is, he is one of two of the Ghoul Boys and a Chicago local. Him and his baby, they're so cute. I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, oh my god. Y'all so beautiful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> in more Chicago nuptials, Derek Rose and longtime girlfriend Alana Anderson also tied the knot, which, yay. Uh, and hearts across America weep this day. <laughs> so dramatic. So in a very, very private ceremony chris evans and his girlfriend now wife <laughs> we didn't even know they were engaged alba baptista i uh, have tied the knot in a ceremony with an nda and retrieval of everyone's cell phones uh so supposedly according to sources right uh <laughs> from what i was reading they stated that there was a non-disclosure agreement that was signed that it was heavily guarded the wedding because like pretty much everyone from marvel was there which would make sense that it was heavily guarded <laughs> but yeah these are not tears i promise you the ac is just hitting me right in the face <laughs> ah, but congratulations to them apparently they're super happy granted their age gap has come into question as well because they're like you know just because he was America's ass and is a sweet sweet man does that really excuse it but they are both legal adults I don't know it's, it's a fine line still <laughs> but like I said I'm gonna stop saying that because 
Watch me get with a 40-something-year-old man. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway. Ooh. Oh, the tears. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying, my lovely hummingbirds. <laughs> I cannot believe America's ass is no longer America's ass. It is Alba's ass now. <laughs> not like it hasn't been, but still. <laughs> mm. I said that and I just like remembered Deadpool. <laughs> and she begs him. <laughs> anyway, so in, well, actually very heartbreaking news and not the fun kind. The Zag AFTRA WGA strike is still in full force. And. One of the things that, like, I saw, right, because I follow a bunch of slubs, but <laughs> Drew Barrymore, who is literally a national treasure, uh, released a statement that the Drew Barrymore show is going to be released for season four. And, you know, she did this whole letter of, like, with humility and all this stuff and respect and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, yo, what about your writers? What about your team that, like, help you do the show? And she stated that it was something that was, like, long thought of and all these things. But, like, the general consensus is a fucking outcry because they're like, you know, if... And it launches today of, like, today's episode the recording that they're gonna start you know they're telling her like it's your name on the show like while there might be other people that influence this decision how can you basically just be like a fuck you to your writers and are you really gonna cross the picket line past them to go record the show like yes okay your show started during covid to have difficult conversations and all this stuff but even like some people were saying are you going to like interview people that are on the picket line to like voice why it is that they're there and the importance of it or are you gonna also you know people were saying like it's very scab energy and i just i did not i did not expect that i really thought like she was gonna full force rally behind everyone because like it's fucking Drew Barrymore. She's a sweetheart. She cares so much about people. And they're like, you know, the fact that you're doing this is actually quite disheartening. Because, like, nobody expected that shit. I definitely didn't. Hopefully she has a change of mindset. Hopefully the studio and whoever the fuck on the production team is like, you have to do this. Has a change of mindset. Because, like, her backing the strike would mean so much just like okay if kim actually back to strike i know you guys are like oh the kardashians yeah but the kardashians have a lot of fucking power money and resources and if they were to actually back the strike it would actually be very beneficial and people would get fucking paid what they're due but and we're gonna bring it back around to kim k but give me one sec so i don't know i think I think that was really disheartening to a lot of people, especially because Drew Barrymore has always been held in, like, 
this really big like sweetheart kind of light and I mean do I think a lot of like in regards to the studio and the people that write the checks are behind this I think so I just I don't think it was the move and I think that if she had the chance to say no it should have been no now if this is going to be like a a switcheroo and she's on there <laughs> recording and they do like a I don't know how they would do like a live thing but <laughs> I don't think her show is live but if it is and she's like you know what fuck this pulls out a picket sign and goes outside that would be awesome but that's just me hoping uh besides that in more show news so megan the stallion is with sag after approval has a film coming out at a24 movie called dicks the musical and it gives me very uh <laughs> parent trap vibes okay fabulous parent trap vibes honestly it is it looked hilarious the trailer was awesome we love that it got the approval needed we love a conscious queen <laughs> okay but yeah it's it's have you guys seen it yet the trailer it's so good no people were saying they're like she better not she hulk us and only appear in like one scene uh but yeah let's see how you know her acting chops come out i'm pretty fucking excited for this she is an incredible young woman and you know she deserves all the fucking flowers now besides that her and cardi did release bongos and the visuals the makeup the costumes <laughs> the dancing it was awesome Maybe I need to listen to it again <laughs> to fall in love with the song. I will not say that they tried to like repeat the success of WAP by any means, but I feel like okay. So you know when you listen to an album and the first song kind of is like an intro. A lot of people in the comment section of these on YouTube <laughs> were like, "Yo, so." You know, they should probably just do a whole collab album and all this stuff. As much as that was resounding, and the way that the song itself sounded, it felt like a very intro song. It felt like an intro to an album. I'm complete, like, no joke. It did not feel like a standalone. It felt like this is the teaser to the next fucking 15 songs that are on here. I don't know it was very interesting like as far as like the song goes but the music video was amazing <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing I can't can't handle myself <laughs> that aside oh my god I'm crying first and foremost I forgot to mention Venice Film Festival had like no Hollywood A-listers at it because of the strike which like yay but I could not stop laughing because <laughs> the first thought that came into my head when I saw like everyone that did walk the red carpet I was like when when the actors can't do it send in the models and it was like the best of the best models that were at the Venice Film Festival 
We could have just canceled the Venice Film Festival. Like the Grammys were canceled. Were the Grammys canceled? I can't remember which one. But something was definitely canceled. <laughs> I know I mentioned it on here. <laughs> as far as award shows go. So, besides all of that, um, I my little tangent there. Along with passing the torch news. The reason, okay, now we're going to get a little bit more into it. The reason that I'm bringing it up is because of a lot of the things that I've been noticing of late when it comes to the world of like music, media, artistry, and all of that. Movies, entertainment, etc. If you look at Kim K's, like if you saw the trailer for that show that she's going to be on, <laughs> with Emma Roberts and Karen Delevan. I watched it and I was like, she is giving me, she's playing her mom vibes. Literally, I was like, this is Chris Jenner. <laughs> Momager vibes. And I can't remember what magazine they like posted and they're like, it's giving a Momager. And I was like, see, I'm not the only one that thinks it. <laughs> External validation from the universe. <laughs> but I was like, okay. She's been giving me this vibe for quite some time, and I'm going to get more into it once we get to the full passing the torch, but that's exhibit one, right? First reason. Second reason, there was a video that I saw on TikTok that was uploaded about the Renaissance tour, and in the video, uh, you know, Beyonce is giving her daughter Blue Ivy all the freaking flowers right as rightfully so she deserves her performance from the start of the tour till now has just gotten better and better each time and like we love that for her but there was something about the energy behind the video and what she said that i was like oh she's oh she's passing this along right which, like, with a lot of celebs, it kind of is expected that to some degree their kids are going to partake in a dash of nepotism because, you know, that's that's the legacy they're leaving behind. And we're going to get into that separately. But she said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the legendary Blue Ivy and... You know, she's looking at her daughter and, and she's just like receiving the applause and cheers from the crowd. And she does her little thing. It was so cute. She does a whole move and shit. And I was like, oh, I love that for her. I'm going to cry right now. I love that for her. And she, when she said the legendary Blue Ivy, I was like, ooh. And something about her facial expression. I was just like, now, B, Queen B, I know you're not retiring yet, <laughs> but Rena Renaissance is supposed to be three parts. No, but craziness aside, she said that, and then as Blue Ivy's going to the back, and you know, she's going to do her exit from the performance, she does say, you're doing incredible superstar, which I fucking love. We love a mama supporting her baby. But it was, I don't know how to explain it. And we're going to get, 
get more into that in a second. But one of the comments was like, she's definitely passing the torch. And I was like, yes. Okay. This is literally the fucking energy of what I've been seeing. And I was like, you know, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? And I was like, there you go, passing the torch. Thank you, person on the internet. You put the right words <laughs> of what it is. And besides that. We've been having a lot of not just reboots and remakes, right, over the course of the past few years. And whether you can say, my lovely hummingbirds, that it is a nostalgia thing, whether you want to say it's because people are out of ideas thing, I think, like we saw with Star Wars, that it was made for the new generation, I think a lot of things are as well. So, that brings me to One Piece. <laughs> what is One Hi, my lovely hummingbirds. How's it going? I hope you're enjoying today's episode of Pop Culture thus far. But for today's little short intermission here, uh, I have a Calendly. <laughs> and for those of you that are new, welcome to the glittering. For those of you that aren't, hi, my lovely hummingbirds. I do personalized tarot and oracle readings. And if you want to book your very own personalized reading for 30 minutes, that is directly sent to you to your email with whatever questions you have brewing within your soul to know more about, definitely go ahead and book me. But if you want a more in-person, hands-on type of reading <laughs> where you can visually see me shuffle the cards and be in my presence, we are now doing... One hour readings all in person. So if you find yourself in the city of Chicago, go to my Calendly at calendly.com forward slash L-O-V-P-B-L-L-L-C and book your very own personalized reading with yours truly. All right, my lovely homie words, that's it. That's it for my intermission. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the episode. Love you. Bye. Peace. It is one of the longest running animes to date, and it was the most viewed anime in the whole world in 2022 and it is my nephew's favorite anime <laughs> and yes i am committing to watching all of it because <laughs> he said so he, he did the whole math and i was like kid i'm pretty sure math is wrong first off secondly <laughs> i'll have three days straight to watch the whole thing but we were talking, not my nephew and I, I was talking with my mom about it, and because Netflix released the live action, and I saw it, right? <laughs> Can I say, that TikTok did not have a big influence on that, it would be a lie, but <laughs> I saw couple snippets of it and I was like mm, the plot <laughs> and it gives me very what we're saying watch gray men for the plot it's like the plot the plot the plot and it's Ryan Gosling the Duke of Hastings at America's ass and I was like oh my god I can't literally crying right now and I was like wow the cast is beautiful fine I'll watch it Shadow woman. <laughs> so I literally have goosebumps. Can you tell? 
Oh my god, am I a turban right now? Oh, I have little goosebumps. Anyway. <laughs> so I started watching it. And it's so good. It's so good. It won me over. Granted, am I a diehard One Piece fan? No. <laughs> I'm not. But from what I've seen so far of the anime to what I've seen of the live action of it netflix did a really good fucking job with this one i feel like they you know they had a miss and a hit <laughs> because when they did death note it was so bad it was so bad and then they did obviously except for william defoe but when they did bleach it was so good and then that's my shit <laughs> that's my favorite and I was like, oh my god. And I still haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I should watch it. But so many people gave it not the kindest of reviews. And now for One Piece, you know, it's like, oh my god, it's so good, right? So I think I think that's Netflix's thing when it comes to animes. They do, yeah, that's so great. And then, oh my god. <laughs> but overall... Obviously, you can't pack 60, 20 something minute episodes into an hour or like into eight hours even. Yeah, it's eight episodes <laughs> into eight hours. So, of course, some things are switched around and readapted and changed to better fit the storyline of the show and how it's going to be portrayed. I'm sold. Especially, and not just because. <laughs> the casting for this is incredible. It, but besides that, so Netflix has been dropping like so many things with Inyaki in it and like him being asked questions and the cast and all these things, which like, of course, marketing, right? But they did one where it was a meetup between Inyaki Godoy, who portrays Monkey D. Luffy, and the creator of One Piece, Ichiro Oda. Here's the thing with that, right? There were so many times that Ichiro had said before, he's like, you know, I don't want One Piece to go live action, like all the, all this stuff. And even Inyaki asked him, he's like, you know, what pushed you to actually go forward with this? And he was like, we have the technology for it now. He's like, before I was very apprehensive because uh, CGI and graphics and everything were not up to par to what I wanted it to be for this show, but now it is. And he even mentions being part of the casting process. And he's like, I watched so many auditions and then you crossed my desk in those auditions and I watched you. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. But he basically tells him he's like, it was in that moment that like I saw you I knew you were alive right here in this point in time at the same time as me to portray this character that I created and I was like oh my god if that is not the biggest fucking approval on earth I'm getting really emotional right now I'm like if that is not the biggest fucking approval on earth like I don't know what is right and he goes and tells him, he's like, you know, you, you are him. You represent everything that, that 
Luffy essentially represents. And, you know, this, this blind optimism and all this stuff, and I'm just like, ooh, I'm tearing up right now. But he... It, it was beautiful. It was phenomenal. I loved it. I'm still, like, trying not to cry right now. And obviously he hugs him, and then Iñaki went and drew a picture of Luffy for Ichido, for Ichido, and they embraced. It was so cute. Oh my god, I still want to cry. It was so cute. But just, like, that interaction, because Iñaki tells Mr. Oda, he's like, hey... I want to keep playing, like, not like that, but he's like, you know, I, I would love to keep playing the character of Luffy for many years to come, and he literally tells him, he's like, and I hope you do. And, like, Netflix, that's the stamp of approval. Okay, don't fucking change him. And you better not cancel the show, I swear to Bob. Ugh. I'm fine. <laughs> Netflix has this quite traumatized... <laughs> In regards to show cancellations. Now, the thing with that, as I said, that interaction, right, along with some things that were said in One Piece itself. I'm not going to spoil it just yet because I do want to do a review of the show. But it, there's a comment that is made at a point between two of the characters. And he's like, you know, it's their turn now in regards to the new generation. I don't know if you guys saw everywhere, and this is more into, like, <laughs> slight Mexican news, because it is Mexican Independence Day this weekend, and my mama's birthday. <laughs> uh, but this uh, guy in Mexico, his name is Olcan Matero, and he received his... Sorry, I feel like I can't... His degree in biochemical engineering at the... Uh, Tecnológica Nacional de México, this university in Mexico. One of the top. And he came in full Mexica Guard. And, like, he, if I'm not mistaken, he participates in, like, pre-Hispanic dance and, like, went ahead and invited so many people to it. And he says, you know, he's trying his best to do, like, decolonization not just with him within himself but also like put it out there so that it's more within the culture and back to conversations that i've had recently one of the ones that i had was about the new generation basically not just a rediscovering of like our roots per se but also doing something about it to bring them forward we're going to get into all of that and more into like the whole passing the torch part but just some random news for y'all for the day so i don't know if you guys saw the thing of like uber is now having a change where you can add family to your profile not just adults though you can also add teens and personally i don't know how i feel about that I personally, I don't know how I feel about it. I know, like, it's a thing that should be trusted and the safety features exist and all this stuff. But, like, I don't know. I've had a, a few weird moments and interactions. As I was saying. <laughs> personally, 
I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's a little weird. I don't know. Like, and like when they say teen, like how young of a teen? Because I know before you had to be above the age of 18 to be able to like use the rideshare service. I don't know. It just, it feels weird to me. In other news, <laughs> random news. So Portugal. The views, the people, the food, the wine. In the story of biblical proportions. No, literally. So in one of the distilleries in the town of Sao Lorenzo de Bairro. So <laughs> one of the distilleries tanks exploded. And I can't remember how much it was. I think it was like 600,000 gallons of wine flooded the streets of this town and was just swimming along like a red red river and of course all the comments we stateside everyone's like yo i would be out there with them home depot buckets so it was like tink out the tub and swimming in it with the biggest glass i could find and i was like hmm does this does this show the level of alcohol consumption in this country we're gonna leave that for a separate episode but i was just like you know i'm not gonna lie i would be too i'd be like someone hold my legs <laughs> i was like oh, the bucket don't want to look good i don't know <laughs> and i did see a few comments of people were like no like people here make wine in their homes like it's not that big of a deal i was like it's not for you <laughs> no but that is it for random news and now for today's topic of conversation passing the torch what is passing the torch you ask my lovely hummingbirds well passing the torch is essentially when it's the act of <laughs> passing your legacy on to somebody else so as I was saying, with celebs and all that, and we're gonna get into like, essentially, this is the definition of legacy. When, when you build something up, right, and you want it to persist beyond you, and you want it to keep going and doing and helping people or functioning in the way that it does for years beyond <laughs> your demise from this planet you pass on the torch you get a person that is essentially your prodigy and you take them under your wing and you show them what to do and how to do it and all this stuff and as I mentioned with Blue Ivy how Beyonce did the whole like the legendary Blue Ivy it was kind of what to me felt like a when I'm done here when I'm gone from being Queen Bee even though she will always be Queen Bee but when she retires that was like a this is yours now and a lot of people did even resound in the comments like you know this is Ivy's tour like this is Blue Ivy's tour this is her launch of sorts if that makes sense and 
while it can be very common with celebs that like they want to push their kids on to you know uphold the wealth that has been surmounted across decades and years and all that first off for at least for Beyonce I love it <laughs> because you know she really did build up this incredible legacy and has built an incredible empire with Jay-Z with her husband and they are then shaping it so that their kids can carry it forward one of the moments that like I had previously touched upon this was when Kanye said that he wanted North to inherit Yeezy essentially <clears throat> but now with everything that's happened since then I don't know how that's gonna go but the thing is for example Kim when I said she was giving momager vibes I had that discussion with one of my friends one of my besties about like the Kar Jenner empire and just my suppositions about everything I was like granted I have absolutely no proof whatsoever for anything that I'm saying and it is not intended as any form of slander or defamation of any kind but I was telling her I was like Chris is getting older she's not getting any younger as the years go by while she still looks amazing for her age right I think she feels it not so much the age but I think she feels the end of an era coming to a head and I said this to my friend last year when a lot of like the fucking music that we're bumping to now was released and earlier even this year I was like there's a sorry about that <laughs> my phone died and I had to like keep on um starting my day essentially <laughs> can't even word so where was I right so I was telling one of my besties last year early this year I was like there is a really big shift happening right now and it is very apparent through especially the music that we consume we were having a discussion over the impact of like art onto society and vice versa and how that really kind of sets the tone for where we're headed to next as a collective with <laughs> with Mamager getting older one of the things that I noticed was a shift in the dynamic of the focus of her daughters and what each one was doing and while we can say that Courtney is rebel number one <laughs> when it comes to her family and the ideals and everything one of the i guess continuous conflicts that we've seen with the Jenner clan is between courtney and kim and now that i guess chris can be potentially leaning towards retirement again speculation we have no idea there's been a shift in while there was always a focus on kim and i don't want to say she's chris's favorite but it's a you can see that if Chris were to tell any of her daughters hey once I'm gone you take charge and you make sure that 
all of the businesses still run, that this empire is still solid, that things still go to according to plan, would be to Kim. Because, to some extent, Kim wants it so bad, right? She wants to continue to, at least from what I perceive it to be, leave this legacy for her family, for her kids, and she likes to do what they do. Now, that's one example. Another one, I was talking about a lot of the different themes that were reoccurring when it comes to, like, music and film and all of that, not just because of now the strikes that are occurring with writers and the SAG-AFTRA, but also the themes behind the music that we're listening to and how there has been this kind of shift into more conscious based music so like uh, queen herbie is a great example of that right and (laughs) no but i'm just talking about (laughs) sugar daddy (laughs) but if you pay attention to artists like hers and a few more you can tell that there is this massive shift occurring within all of us in society leaning towards more I guess awareness you can call it and (laughs) while I can get into the whole (laughs) astrological of why this is happening I was telling her I was like you know we need to be really I guess I don't want to say prepared (laughs) it sounds very doomsday at times but I'm like we have to be very I guess yeah ready that like something big is happening and once it hits the fan that shift is gonna happen quickly now why is the passing of the torch important to the journey of self-love and self-healing as I mentioned what the passing of the torch is is and I said prodigy and I meant protege I was like interesting when I said prodigy and I don't know why I'm channeling yet because I haven't started recording a grain of salt yet but we're gonna get into that (laughs) that's probably for today's uh tiktok tarot reading but (laughs) it is isn't it interesting universe okay so my craziness aside It's essentially taking a protege, taking somebody under your wing, showing them the ropes of everything that you have done, everything you have built, everything you have created, and saying, you know, once I'm gone, it is on to you, young Padawan, (laughs) basically, and to uphold the mantle of what it is that I have built, created, and not only make it bigger and better, but also adapt it to the changing times for whatever is needed for you as things progress and in the journey of self-love and self-healing why is it important the passing of the torch in life we gain a lot of information across our levels of experience and understanding through different steps of the journey that we embark on personally in our own lives, in our own life choices, <laughs> in our own divine paths, if you will. And one of the things is like, while your individual journey might be yours and your experiences are your own, 
while someone can go through something similar, even if it is not copy and paste everything that you endured and experienced, it is the act of like when it's asked, providing the information or the help or whatever it is to be like, hey, well, because you've asked me or because I have like this knowledge set, here it is from what I have learned and hopefully it helps you too. <laughs> Perfect example of what I do here. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I looked at everything that I learned in drama program and I was like, interesting. I can incorporate that into makeup and motivation and hopefully it helps people. <laughs> helps me for sure. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because sometimes, like a lot of y'all, that self-accountability <laughs> be rough. Especially when I'm having really big emotions and being like, hmm, they're gross though. <laughs> I don't want to talk to myself about them. But, <laughs> jeez, craziness aside. It's this whole thing of like beyond it being a a passage of like knowledge and a transference of knowledge and information and help and resources to others. A passing of the torch, the importance of recognizing it, right? Is that sometimes the best way to recognize that it's time for us to move on from a person, place, or thing is, or situation or whatever it may be is by seeing somebody else that is currently in the thick of it. And it helps in the sense of like you realize how much of you being in it was you ruminating about what's already been passed. And sometimes the universe, God, whomstever you believe in, will toss you next to someone that is currently experiencing things that you already have or you're experiencing things that they already have. And you kind of do this like exchange of information and then in turn heal one another, hopefully, <laughs> or teach each other a lesson, whichever it lands on. But when this time comes, it can get somewhat muddied of like recognizing when it's time to be like okay obviously it's time to pass along the information that i've gained or it's time to release my hurts from this situation because i can no longer really relate to it or it is time that i move on let go let god and leave it where it is because of the potential damage that can come from it. Some of the things that can happen if we do not pass the torch when it is our time. We hit roadblocks, blockages for celebs. It's very a, they get canceled for one reason or another. For others, it is, they get labeled as it is past their time, past their prime. Uh, or unaware of current social standings or what is happening in present day, a lack of knowledge, information, or for, a, for some even ignorance. And 
one of the things that can really build up within ourselves if we're like no i refuse to let this go besides hate and anger and all these negative emotions that do us no good when built up because the thing is emotions vary in range and sizes and every volume in existence but if we hold on to them when we're meant to let go i don't know if you guys have ever seen like that one little picture on the internet where the person is holding on to a rope and they're holding on tighter and tighter and tighter trying to like hold something to them but the thing is it's just wrapped around them and cutting off the circulation from their hand that can happen in the journey of self-love and self-healing when we refuse to let go of things that no longer serve us that are no longer for our highest good or have really no place to where we're headed now how can we hurdle over these hurdles <laughs> how can we break down these barriers if you will as i mentioned first up getting a hold on that rumination and really diving deep onto why is it so hard for us to release this part of ourselves this version of ourselves or this part that this sensation that can hold us in this space right so for example now say you're like say you're like a business owner and you've always done things one way and you're like it's tried and true why would i stop it and you've always used a fax machine for example <laughs> it's the first thing that came to mind and you know now everyone has tablets and ipads and cell phones and touchscreen computers and all these new technological advancements and you're sitting there and you're like no i refuse but then there's certain things that like your business can't properly function anymore they can't do certain things there becomes tensions the work environment you become disgruntled your employees become disgruntled and then things start to flop and instead of moving towards the road of progress and innovation you basically keep yourself stuck right now in the journey of self-love and self-healing i don't know who that example was for but my lovely hummingbirds i love you it's gonna be okay um you have to for example right with the fax machine you gotta think of like what am i actually holding on to from refusing to progress and move forward from the situation is it the situation itself is it what it's done for me is it the people the memories what is it that holds me here that's the first part right because like rumination is a beautiful thing <laughs> it's really not <laughs> disassociation is a different base that we're going to get into again at some point but ruminating is this it is essentially the playback of events over and over and over and over again to the point where like you can kind of just it's like sitting there and watching paint dry ruminating can be slight beneficial at times when helping you 
recollect certain memories or like reacclimate yourself to the way that things happen in order to like push you towards healing a little bit but more often than not it leaves you stuck in a space of reliving experiences that you've already endured in the journey of self-love and self-healing when you end up in a space where like you can't let go of that hurt where you can't let go of like the wrong that was done to you where you can't let go for some even a relationship right that was and we're not even going to go down the route of it was trash we're going to go of like it was beautiful and things ended for one reason or another whether it was loss or things got in the way life happened or whatever have you you sit there and then we we start looking at everything from the lens of possibility and probability and what could have been and all these good things what is it that holds you there when it is your time to pass the torch on whether it is information whether it is to release or to move on what is it that holds you in the space to not let go is it mental is it physical is it spiritual is it financial for some what is the blockage that keeps you there and how can you start to acknowledge yourself in a fulfilled way to see yourself in the present moment where you currently are to be able to acknowledge whether that situation whether it's a person place or thing actually holds a space for your life moving forward not even just future higher self you that is like a billionaire badass baby <laughs> but what is it that holds you there that no longer is serving you in this moment because if you spent all your time ruminating on what has been and all of the endless possibilities of what could have been you lose the here and now and passing of the torch is not just an acknowledgement of where you currently stand in life but also of where you're headed and with that comes the acknowledgement that that torch that you got bearing forward is just one of many that you're going to have in life the reason i'm also bringing it up i was thinking of a thing over the weekend talking to some friends and i sat there just about life and my experiences and everything and i remembered with one of my nieces <laughs> she was hitting them teen years and i <laughs> the angst was pristine and i looked at her and i just i laughed to myself i was like oh the angst is so angsty i'm like kind of proud <laughs> But also, it was a look. It was it was a mirror, right? I, I was like, oh my god, oh, that takes me back kind of thing. And looking at who I was now, because at the time, <laughs> tangent, uh, <laughs> the universe sends messages from everywhere. But at the time, I was holding a lot of resentment about different things. And I was basically copying an attitude with myself at that point because... <laughs> <laughs> there was really no one to blame period except it just is what it is it was just a circumstance of life it had a lot to do with my endo and 
I was sitting there in, in this, I guess, hate almost. And I was like, but that's not how I feel about it. That's not how I feel about the situation. And I'm like, where is this hurt coming from? Where was it formed? Where did it build? Why did, Why is it even a thing that is so prevalent in my daily life and my consciousness and my existence? Why is it the fleeting thought when I'm sitting by myself having oatmeal in my living room type of thing? And I sat there and I was like, oh, because that negative thought is the thing that suffocated one of my dreams. Because the outcome of this situation was not what I expected it to be for where I wanted my life to be at current time. And I was like, okay, where is my life now and what can I do with that? And that leads us to embracing the shift. <laughs> because every passing of the torch is a shift into a new phase of existence. And if you guys see my eyes right now and they look watery... I might need to cry soon. <laughs> it's just a personal release kind of thing, which is in next week's topic of conversation here for makeup and motivation in need of a release. But anyway, <laughs> new phase. <laughs> it is about embracing the fact that, you know what? While this person, place, or thing, or situation might hold such a space within my experience of life it is the lessons that i learned from it and who i became and how i decided to grow from it that shapes me and prepares me for the next step to take forward and that is where embracing the change comes in and a lot of us as humans we are not so readily ready for change and shifts and all these things even though everybody lies in their job applications if i can work great in a <laughs> changing environment oh god sorry <laughs> mm. but as humans we are creatures of habit and we love our routines although i personally struggle with sticking to some of them <laughs> I'm not gonna let you. <laughs> I struggle with thinking of some of them. And one of the things is like, how can you embrace it? Well, things that help me if I catch myself ruminating is being like, okay, I literally have to like stop and breathe <laughs> is a really good one. Literally a stop. Sometimes, well, earlier on into my healing, I definitely had to be like, stop vocally to me <laughs> and be like nope where did that come from let's have a let's have a council meeting <laughs> like, well, what's happening and even if it was gross and uncomfortable if i had the space to do it in that moment i'd be like okay where did this thought come from why is it here now that i've processed and analyzed that why am I refusing to let go? Why am I choosing to stay with that person, place, thing, situation, or in that moment, in that thought? And what can I do 
to shift my focus elsewhere. Oftentimes, and this is gonna, we're gonna cut it here because then we're gonna go into it more next week, but one of the things, oh, I, so this is not for everyone. If you guys aren't into tarot and you don't watch a grain of salt, and that's okay, I still love you, my lovely hummingbirds. But I did a thing, if you guys saw it in the reveal, I like showed Big Mama because I was going to do a tarot reading that night with that deck and I didn't get to do it. So you guys are going to get a mini card poll at the end of today's episode, which is so random. <laughs> and tomorrow, <laughs> in tomorrow's reading for Grain of Salt is a love reading. So interesting. The universe is universing. I don't know. But <laughs> as I've mentioned before, my lovely hummingbirds, if you're brand new here, everything just be full, 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 full with each other on this channel. But one of those things is what can I do to healthily get past this? Because in a lot of instances, the reasons that like we refuse to pass the torch on, right? To let go of things, to release, to move on, to be like, okay, this happened, I'm done. Even if like emotions come back up over the situation, over whatever it is, it's that whole like, okay, well, this is a me thing. How can I help me process this? Because going externally is not going to help. How can I do this? And more often than not, it leads us to picking up other habits and other things to do to fill the time, pass the time, or replace said person, place, or thing, or situation. And often not in the most healthy especially early on but if we all passed the not healthy phase it's a sitting and really running that bitch out and being like okay <laughs> at least for me I'm like what we gotta do <laughs> what's going on Monroe why are you like this <laughs> what happened <laughs> I get very dissecty <laughs> Well, I am RT as I get real analytical at times. It's robot, robot. Uh, very detached at times. But that's one of the things that like you can do for others. I'm just gonna give you my examples. I do that. I read. I write. I make content. <laughs> or I listen to music and I dance because it is an incredible form of release. That's why I said it was going to tie into next week's episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we really are going to talk about releases in more in-depth then. Besides that, to wholeheartedly embrace the shift, my lovely hummingbirds, when it comes to passing on the torch, to passing on your legacy, if you are a person that is inclined to make a change of some sort in the world on a grander scale or on a local scale or whatever your scale of success is, my lovely hummingbirds, it's to realize that sometimes what was our calling can be done. Sometimes it's a you have to realize what's being called for you to do next. 
sometimes it can be a I've done all that I can and we must move forward and sometimes it's a that shit is no longer good for you and while it may have helped you survive it's not going to help you live or thrive now that is it for me for you for today my lovely hummingbirds embrace the shifts in life pass on the torches <laughs> i know eventually one day i will too when it comes to pop culture <laughs> be like here is my baby for you take care of her <laughs> oh my god i already started Ooh, tearing up <laughs> but it's one of those things of just remember that whoever you are in this moment if you are struggling it is not the end if you have learned lessons <laughs> it's also not the end i'm sorry <laughs> life is filled with them <laughs> but hopefully with every step you take pain is a little less it hurts a little less it pushes you to love and live and smile a little more and hopefully you keep enjoying life as it is given to you every day. As it is gifted to you every day. You know, I did that whole outro. <laughs> and if you catch me in here snipped, it's because we have to do a big mama pull. I almost forgot. I already using big mama today. Ay, Dios mio. I cannot believe I almost forgot. Uh, but yeah, we're going to pull some cards. We have Seven of Pentacles up first with the Wheel of Fortune as I cut it. Ooh. We're just going to do a quick little three-card pull for you, my lovely hummingbirds, to see what's up. Death and Wheel of Fortune again. Ten of Cups and Wheel of Fortune. This is as I'm cutting it. <laughs> Page of Cups and Ten of Cups. Okay. Oh, not y'all starting with the love reading. That's a pulse of the mañana. <laughs> All right, my lovely hummingbirds. So this is uh, this is what we got going on. So salieron cruzadas. <laughs> <laughs> and your overall message what is the three of hearts with the devil calling to me right here <laughs> you've been dealing with a whole lot of heartbreak and I don't just mean uh, in situations in life things that happened but you've probably had failed business ventures you've had your heart broken more times than you can count and you started questioning if you were even going to actually get a happily ever after or if everything was always just going to be surrounded in vices and physical bullshit considering you have the six of pentacles with the ten of wands here you've been taking on everything you could possibly take into your arms and making it yours because you were taught that responsibility and hard work were always the way to go but now you have a delicate heart oh my god my lovely hummingbirds are so cute 
You have a heart of pure gold, honestly. And you deserve every happiness. And while all of this hard work and dedication might not have given you absolutely every single thing you ever asked for, it did teach you that persistence is key. It did teach you how to fend for yourself, how to build for yourself, how to get back up when you get knocked down. And you are so much better for that. You have some incredible opportunities coming in, but I'm going to need you to let your friends help you. And not just your trifling friends, I mean, <laughs> your real friends. Those that you, and this is not for everybody, but those that you actually saw there. For whoever that's for, for whatever that means. Those you actually saw there. Confide in them. Tell them the truth and let them help you. With the Three of Cups here, we got collaboration for this Knight of Pentacles, baby. Because what you're thinking in your head right now might seem tiny. But once you bring it to them, to this trio I just heard, the trio amigos, <laughs> it's going to grow exponentially. And it is going to be absolutely incredible with the Ten of Cups. It's going to be, excuse me, a real ultimate fulfillment. But, <laughs> jeez. When my mouth waters like that in a reading, it means you're also going to get a different kind of fulfillment. <laughs> Alright, my lovely hummingbirds, JK, it's not the end of your reading, okay? Um, but yeah, your time is now. Because all of this pain, all this suffering with the ten of swords is done, baby. <laughs> Congratulations, you have reached emotional maturity. But you are going to have to also watch your emotions a little bit. Hold temperament and give a little bit of patience. Uh, advice from a wise man, don't be overly critical of yourself. Enjoy shine on. Some of you may be Leos. Uh, with the sun there, and you have the queen of wands here with the chariot. Yeah, big on that passion. <laughs> Heavy on that passion. Uh, my lovely hummingbirds, besides moi, you are the first ones that are going to get a reading from my brand new Threads of Fate Oracle decks. It's so pretty, so shiny. There, it's the Event Tide and the Illuminator's Amulet, so... We're going to get a few cards for y'all. Look, it reminds me of pop culture pink. Um. Oh, not for everyone, but you're a unicorn, baby. You're one in a million. Let your rainbow shine on through. I love y'all. Oh, my God. So with the Illuminators, we're going to ask uh, a question. Three questions? Three questions. Uh, that one wanted to come out, but it didn't. Your bonus card. Okay. No? Okay. Whoa! Not in the coffee! <laughs> Did a magic trick and flipped! Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm excited. The opportunity is approaching. And the fact that it landed in the coffee, and coffee is magic bean juice that makes me go vroom, 
Uh, it's coming in quickly, baby. So get ready for sure. I think that's it for the cards. But hope that was a good confirmation. Go deeper. Definitely dive, dive deep into your soul, my lovely hummingbirds. So whatever that first question was that you asked yourself, uh, it's a hard no on this. If that was about that one person that you're like, it has to be them. I heard toxic ex. It's not, baby. Stand in your power. Hold your ground. Also, I was telling you to dig deeper. <laughs> you gotta dig a little deeper. It said pick the following card. <laughs> and you have a sign of success. I think that is... No, it is. It is very about that business venture with your most prized confidence uh yeah oh, she flipped into the coffee though <laughs> and for the event tide it's just a bit of affirmation cards reminders for yourself of whatever you need to know my lovely hummingbirds in this time of this proverbial passing of the torch of, uh, of this passing of the torch of this yeah shift big on the shift big on the change big on the change also uh look into some black tourmaline or obsidian hold that close to your chest and some tiger's eye i got some big things coming Woo! Jeez. <laughs> they say yeet no more flips into the coffee y'all thank you Next to it is fine, but <laughs> not they all fell. Hold on. <laughs> we have a lot, but we are going to take the one from the top and the one from the bottom. The one from the top says, I choose to align with joy. I like the TikTok sound. I want to be a marshmallow and I want to wobble around with joy. <laughs> and the bottom of the deck says, I love being curious about myself in line with the dig deep, my lovely hummingbirds. Y'all definitely got to dig deeper. For a lot of you, this is being comfortable in your own skin again, is what I'm getting. I can find the wisdom I need within myself. Stand in your freaking power, my lovely hummingbirds. I give voice to my darkness, empowering myself to transmute it. Ooh. Are we getting out of the dark night of the soul? Perchance? Perhaps, maybe, possibly, could be, no, say, tal vez, quizás. For some of you, uh, go watch a musical. If you've been putting it off with one of those friends, go watch the freaking musical. Go have fun. I trust myself to make choices that are in alignment with my highest good. Focus. <laughs> I am unafraid of the fire within. Ooh. A lot of you are definitely making a bold, bold change to accept yourselves. I fucking love that. Mmm. 
when things feel hard i am gentle with myself i prioritize i prioritize self-care and nourishment the nourishment i need you to eat and drink water appropriately like stop neglecting your food and hydration my lovely hummingbirds that work is still going to be there tomorrow trust me <laughs> all that burnout it'll be there don't worry I invite myself to relax as often as I need. You need a chill pill. That's why I said go to that freaking musical. This reminds me of a chessboard. <laughs> You're playing chestnut checkers, baby. Okay. I focus on building a peaceful world free of oppression. Ooh, are some of you freedom fighters? See, when I said you're like gonna change the world on a larger scale, I love it when the cards confirm. Ooh, this is Saturn. Some of you might be going through your Saturn return. Uh, the card reads, yes, I have to <laughs> lean in this hard because <laughs> it's on the ring. Uh, I'm okay with making mistakes as I evolve. Uh, this reminds me of earlier in the episode when I was like, oh, hey, wait, you guys can't see it if I hold it like that. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, you know, do you think it allows for room to, like, grow and all that? So, mm, exciting. Well, my lovely hummingbirds, if the reading was for you, let me know in the comments what you thought. Let me know if it helped. I really hope it did. I hope it gave you the clarification you need, especially with Big Mama. She's not always the gentlest of my tarot cards. I love you, Big Mama. Don't yell at me. But <laughs> she is not always the gentlest of the cards and she came through with a beautiful reading for y'all today so definitely do with it what that will enjoy have fun relax take a chill pill for some of you it's like i said it's still it's still gonna be there tomorrow <laughs> it's still gonna be there for you tomorrow with it said it slipped out again pick the following card I look down, stand in your power. Own your shit. If you made the decision, it's in the bag. This is about that young business venture. And also, for some of you, that love proposition that you want to make to somebody new, to that person, that specific special person that you got your eye on, it's, it's in the bag, baby. It's going to follow through. But, what did I say? You distracted me. <laughs> you know be very kind to yourself in in the way that you say things speak things be discerning be confident um ooh. so this isn't for everybody but do not be overly boisterous like when you get your person keep that shit to yourself be careful who you confide in because not everyone has the best of intentions for you when it comes to that Okay, my lovely hummingbirds, that's it for you for today. I hope you enjoyed the reading. I love you all so much. Uh, and yeah, we're going to clip in that outro now. <laughs> I love you, my lovely hummingbirds. As always, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos. Y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna. Sending you much peace, manning. Kisses and rain always look at the moon. I love you all so much. Have a good one. I'll catch you on the next one. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Okay, I love you. Bye. <laughs>